Um, welcome to Beyond the Stethoscope, where healthcare brands come to dominate. Uh, today, I have a special guest with me, Dr. Unadi. She's a very, very, very passionate woman. She's highly motivated, result-driven. And if you can see, if you can go through her social uh, media uh, pages, you will see what I'm talking about. Today, we're going to be talking about the father's womb. This, the father's wound. So this is a very, very sensitive topic. It's, it's so sensitive that it determines the quality of our success as young people. It determines the quality of our relationships as adults. And then it determines the quality of our, uh, our performance as young kids in school. So uh, we're going to be diving into this topic with Dr. Unati. Uh, she's going to give you uh, a, a lot. What she's going to be giving you, it's more than a university program. So listen and listen intent intently. Do Dr. Unati, welcome. Thank you Thank so you much Mike, for having me. How are you? I'm good and yourself. So I'm good. before we, we, we jump into the main topic, can you please give us just a two second version of who you are, who you are, um, what you do, where are you? I understand that you're from SA, but now in Canada, what do you do? You have like uh, 15 years professional experience. Tell us more about you and what you do. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. My name is Unati Makiwane. I am a person who is just here to have a human experience, really. Uh, I'm enjoying life. I am very easygoing person who is a dreamer, ambitious. I'm just driven. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. You just mentioned that I'm passionate. Yes, I am passionate about things. Yeah. I remember growing up in South Africa as a young girl, seven years old. I knew that I wanted to be a doctor and I wanted to fulfill that dream. Yeah. And I yeah. did because I worked hard to get here. So I am Proud to say that I worked hard and of course with the people that cared around me, helped me to achieve that dream. I am a mother of two. I have a son who is 12 and a daughter who is three. Yes. And of course you mentioned that I'm a physician. I'm a family physician equivalent to GP yes. in the South African terms. We use that interchangeably. Uh, I left South Africa in 2010 when I had my son, when we had our son, we decided we wanted uh, greener pastures, I guess. Yes. And then we left South Africa, but we still attached to South Africa, actually. Mm -hmm. I do a lot of work with my South African community and we left and we are here. I do the same stuff I was just telling you or you just shared with your community. Yeah. I, yeah, I work a lot with the community schools, organizations, immigration, because I'm an immigrant. so. I love the topic. I love the topic. I can't wait to unpack it. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Before before uh, we go to the main dish, um, what what drives you? What are you passionate about? What are your true passions? I'm passionate about seeing people happy. I'm yeah. passionate about people living from their vulnerability, yeah. from their truth, and also fulfilling their dreams. And I'm passionate. What drives me too is to be this successful person I am uh, because I am raising children. I am raising kids that I want them to be leaders out there. So I'm passionate about doing good. I'm passionate about work like you do. I want to congratulate you for doing what you do. I'm passionate about encouraging young people to dream and dare to dream. I, le I, I lived and grew up in a small town 
And I knew that I would not end up in that small town. So I'm passionate about planting those seeds in young people to know that there's nothing impossible. Wow. I don't even use, I don't use the sky's the limit anymore. Yes. I don't, because it's not, it's limitless. Uh, true, true. Yes. <laughs> so, so please, please, please tell us, why did you decide to advocate for men? Why, why particularly men, not women? Good question. I'm, I get asked this question a lot, Mac. And mm. I think it, it, it comes from a place of, I didn't grow up with a father myself. And also the work I do as a physician, I see the effects it has uh, on children and also on adults. So I'll talk about myself. I didn't grow up with a father, but I was surrounded by love. You know, when we grow up with people who love us, it doesn't matter if it's only the mothers or your aunts around you, which was my case. We did not have a father figure in my family, yeah. but there was so much love and grandparents. Although my grandmother, her, 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 her hubby was late already, but I was mm -hmm. surrounded by loving women. So I felt, if I felt that way as a young kid, feeling that hole in my heart, there must be something bigger out there yeah. that these holes could actually create in one's life, yeah. which I know we're going to unpack it shortly. And of course, my drive is what I see the suffering boys and also men have out in the world. It doesn't matter which culture you're from. Like I said, I'm out here in the West and it's the same suffering I saw when I was still in South Africa. So it's, I always say people need love, understanding and someone to understand them. Ooh. And of course, acceptance. So we all have those needs. It doesn't matter what color you are. Yeah, yeah, true. So, um, so this is a very this is a topic that is very close to your heart and Absolutely. it's close to everybody else because in one way or the other it affects us um you know fatherlessness is is more dangerous than drug abuse fatherlessness is is more dangerous than crime because that the root of all crimes the root of all drug abuse the root of all abuse it's because of one thing and one thing only the involvement of the father through the uprising of a child. So with that being said, please unpack what a father's wound is. Meg, you said it beautifully. Mm. Actually, drug abuse, gender-based violence, alcoholism, mm. promiscuity, all these things are symptoms. Yeah. Like you said, they are symptoms of deeper wounds. Mm. Let's go back to defining fatherlessness or in terms of looking at absent father in a child, a boy child or yeah. a, a, a girl child. I'll, I'll, I'll address both issues. We tend to use the fatherless daughter's syndrome yeah. or we always say absent father syndrome. Mm. There's a lot of terminologies out there, but it, boils down to the same thing. It basically has the psychological, the social, basically psychosocial effects, mm -hmm. physiological, right? And of course, the biological effects, yes. this absenteeism of a father in a child. I'm going to unpack it shortly. Mm. In 1997 to 1998, CDC, Kesa Institute in the USA, did a study on 17,000 graduates. Mm. These were middle-class uh, people. In that case, they used sample of white people. But remember I said in the beginning, 
fatherlessness affects us all. So yeah. in this specific study, they used Caucasian people and they looked at 10 factors. They looked at, we have all these chronic diseases out there. Yeah. We have diabetes, heart diseases, obesity, depression, anxiety, that could also lead to suicide. Like also you mentioned going to jail, all these social personality disorders, yeah. uh, sorry, antisocial personality disorders leading to these behaviors. And they looked at what could be the root cause of this. And they gave these 17,000 people this questionnaire, mm. asked them, when you were growing up between the age of zero to 18, and remember, our brains take 25 years to mature, both male and females, yeah. by the way. So they looked at between zero to 18 years. Let's look at what happened in your life. One, was there any absent father or absent mother? Mm. Basically an absent parent. Mm. Two, was there any exposure to drugs? Was there any exposure to trauma, abuse? Abuse could come in the form of emotional abuse, physical abuse, and sexual abuse. Mm. Was there any poverty? Was there any exposure to wars? We see children on TV living in war zones, Syria. Mm. We've seen also in our African continent, right? Mm. Was there any relative that went to jail growing up? Did you experience or did you witness rather someone abused like it could be a father yeah. or a mother hitting your other parent or uncles or you know in our cultures more especially in our culture we grow yeah. up with our uncles everyone lives all together but it could be that person that you it sometimes trauma you don't have to experience it personally it's also the witness and then they looked at all these when people scored above three like scores of four and above yeah on these pointers i mentioned it actually had some hormonal physiological and biological effects there were changes in our in the brains of these people mm. and hence they developed the depression and yeah. remember depression it starts with being exposed to this toxic stress Ooh. you are exposed to as a child and then you are in this hyper hyper vigilant state mm -hmm. you are always in that scared state inside you yeah. and that's why people get triggers i'll make an example if you are a woman you meet a man who is caring who is loving mm. who wants to marry you because if you did not have that father love or that father figure in your life and of course remember i said sometimes it does not necessarily go that direction of mm fill the hole as long as there's that love around you but again a child it's the basic need the father's instincts those hormones those loving hormones also the fathers actually do flow it into their children mm. so each child deserves both mother and the father mother. all right so they noticed that people developed these cancers because there's because of this toxic stress that occurs inside you it can change or mutate your DNA. Mm. And actually, even as a matter of mentioning DNA, there's a concept of epigenetics, which means exposure to familiar, like genetic trauma, mm. basic inherited trauma. We are living today, we are living with trauma that happened to our forefathers. 
So it's about time we break those curses or we break that pattern because it's living down the generation. And, and hence, we also, as doctors, we say, oh, this is genetic. You have diabetes. You have uh, high cholesterol. You mm. have obesity. You have probably poor relationship with food. And it could all boil down from how you were raised mm. and mm -hmm. the trauma you were exposed to. So mm. it does not just, that is a symptom. I loved it when you mentioned that yeah. drugs, Honestly, it's just an, a symptom. A symptom. It's a symptom, and and the 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 like the, the bigger wound or the bigger problem is the father. And uh, yeah. I, I, I'd make a, an example uh, with, with with me uh, personally. Um, I had a father. My father was present, and he, he's, a, he's a great father. Um, but when I was a when I was a child, I never had that like deep relationship with my father. And I'm only having it now as I grow up. And growing up in the in the like in the if I had five friends, I would be the only one who has a father. Even up to today, most of the time when I'm with my friend, I could be the only one who is having a father. And yes. you, you you see sometimes how they like how they internalize their problems, and 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 you see that there's there's a missing link which is the father. And yes. having having to break down uh, this this missing link, uh, the 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 fatherlessness, it comes down to five parts, which is neglect, you know, I'm unimportant, which is absence, uh, divorce, separation, which is abuse, mental, physical, um, sexual abuse, which is control, um, oppressiveness, emotional abuseness, uh, being dominated, and which is withholding, like a father withholding love. So I want I want to know. I'm asking on behalf of my friends now. If if you are a child um, who has an absent father, but you are very close to your grandfather, to your uncle, to your family friend, to a pastor, to any other male figure that is outside your father, would you also carry the same wound of the the same wound of fatherlessness? Love that question, Meg. Mm -hmm. You know what? It's beautiful how we are created. Yeah. We always say, if there's love for a child, let's go back to the basic needs. When you look mm -hmm. at Maslow's hierarchy, yes. he talks about the basic needs, the psychological needs, the love, the nurturing, mm -hmm. the shelter, the food, all those things. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. who provides that. Of course, there's sometimes some cases that there would still be that deeper need because yeah. again, you mentioned in the beginning that we need our fathers. Yeah, that's why in, in nowadays you see even hospitals they let fathers come in when the baby is going to be delivered, mm. so that, that that baby, that first touch, that first connection, studies show endlessly that first touch of a father is very important. Is same as the importance of the mother's love. Mm -hmm. But again, we live in an imperfect world. Having that uncle that nurtures you, that is that father figure in you mm -hmm. that provides that love and the nurturing or that grandfather or that coach for heaven's sake, that yeah. is that. It has been shown that it makes a difference in a child's life. But again, remember, we come with our own personalities, our characteristics. There's also the the need, like I said, in my case, I make an I'm making an example. I grew up around nurturing people, loving mm -hmm. women, but I still had that need. And probably if I had a father figure, 
I wouldn't have felt the hole I felt inside me. But I do see people that grow up with uncles or with grandfathers, complete and wonderful out there. Mm. But we still have a percentage of those that still needed that nurturing. Mm. So it's always important, but we use what we have. If there's uncles out there, there's coaches out there, there's grandfathers out there that could make a difference in any child's life. I pray they could do so because it mm. goes a long way because that is so Mac that children that had or that grew up with the father, they are over 33%. The chance of success, yeah, over 33%. And that does not undermine those that did not grow up with fathers, but it's just the father's presence in a child's life because more especially a child that will use, a father that will use authoritative parenting, yeah. which means loving with boundaries. Yeah, A child that is raised by such a male figure and a consistent male figure in their life, to be honest, they become successful. They have yeah. boundaries. They have loving relationships. They have secured personalities. They have intact self-esteem because they were nurtured completely. Mm -hmm. So a father <laughs> is important in a child's life. It doesn't matter if it's a boy yeah. or girl. Yes, and 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 talking about that that type of father who's authority, authoritative and he has boundaries and he has um like uh, a vision for you and then he wants you to be the best of who you can be. In in medicine, you would agree with me that in medicine, being being a male is a matter of a biological chance, but uh, being a man is a process indeed. And yes. in, in this day and time, we don't have those men. You know, we don't have those you know, strong figured fathers who are, you know, straight and honest. Where where did we go wrong? How does it affect men and how does it affect women? Where did it go wrong? It goes back to the study I showed you. Hmm. It's not only applicable in the USA. We both know that in South Africa, I can say as no as much as I don't know the stats, yeah. a lot of a lot of children are raised by single parents. Single mothers, yes. Homes are led by women. That also does not undermine the power of women. Women, we have maternal power. Mm. But again, we could never be. I always mention this to women who are blocking or who are hindering men to be present or fathers to be present in their children's life. It's yeah. not only about this moment. Like we said in the beginning, these effects are psychological, mm. relationship, relationship now. They also are socially. Right? So it's very important for us to realize that when there's childhood trauma, today when we have a man who expresses his anger or his, remember, there's nothing wrong with emotions. We get angry, mm. we are happy, we get disappointed, we have our lows sometimes. But once you feel you are compelled to express that with violence, mm. there's something that didn't go right in yeah. your childhood. When you go back to the history of these people, you'll find that there was dysfunctionality where yeah. they came from. Mm. Somehow they landed. And to be honest, trauma even goes beyond your setting, your home setting. Growing up in a aggressive or in a violent community, yeah. there is something called community trauma too. Mm. Growing up where your children are exposed to gangs, they could easily move to such direction, mm. more especially if there's an absent father who has no boundaries for these children. So remember, we are not only influenced by our, our little homestead, 
we are also influenced by the communities where we grow up. One time I interviewed an author on my, on my platform and he talked about how growing up, seeing these other bigger brothers in his township where to speak to a girl, it was through violence. Mm. And he did not learn it from his father. He saw it in the community. So also the communities where we live. So it's always important wherever we are, we need to be influential. There yeah. is that little boy, that little girl that is watching you who would love to see or probably who would love to be like you. And again, you don't know what he or she suffers from. Mm. Could be low self-esteem from absent father and watching you influencing him or her indirectly could have such effects. So yeah. the community also plays a big role. Mm, 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 mm. This, this is so deep. And uh, I'm also interested in something that you said. Um, you said it becomes generational, you know, the abuse, the drugs, the crime, it, the, the, yes. even, even like generational sicknesses, it becomes generational. So how do we stop the pattern from happening since it's so much damaging to our future? To our communities, to even our economy. I mean, uh, unemployment now—it's it, on the rise. Not because we are stupid. We we are the most smartest generation. But we need a father. Yes. We need a leader. Somebody who's going to guide us. How can we break yes. this pattern? Yes, it's yeah. actually exercising leadership. You are a leader, mm. Meg. It's taking the platform nationally. Mm. Speak to your government create these programs, create these programs because if we're not gonna address this from a national level, yeah. we're gonna have a broken society. Mm. One time I was listening to the first lady of Namibia. She was mentioning that how do we expect our leaders to lead with patriotism if they have broken families themselves? Mm -hmm. Good question and deep. Mm. If we are led by broken men, if we are led by broken women, how do we heal? How are they going to see the bigger vision we have or the ambition young people have? So it starts with acknowledging that mm. this trauma happened at a societal level, creating these programs mm. and letting people to influence schools, organizations like churches, mm. mosques, because like I said, it doesn't matter what yeah. position you have in the world. You could be a CEO of a big company, old mutual, but if you are broken, mm. you lead from point of brokenness. Mm. That's why today we have a lot, if you probably see out in, in, the, in the corporate world, we are led by narcissistic CEOs. When you look deep down, Mm. And probably after their history, their childhood history, they were probably raised by a punitive parent. Mm. They were probably raised by an absent father or an absent mother, or they were raised in an abusive home. Mm. And once they regained that success, because remember, if you are still smart, you could still succeed and go to Harvard mm. and go to Stanford and go to UCT, you go to vets, but you are coming from a place of emptiness. Mm. Yes, that's why we see in the world, we can see a man, I'll make an example, you see yeah. this man succeeding in his career path, but broken, having string of relationships that are broken, <laughs> having strings of divorces, having strings of hurting women mm. around him, 
Same applies to women. Mm. Broken women hurt men. They have no sense of commitment. Mm. They sabotage relationships. So we need to heal. Going back to your question, we need to accept and acknowledge the wounds we have at an individual level, at a national level, organizational levels. We need to create these programs Mm. so that people can go back to those childhood stories. Mm. That is how we can heal. Mm. Mm. That's how I heal. I went back to my own story because I I was starting to sabotage also my relationship. And I was grateful that I had a partner who valued relationship and also parenthood. Mm. I had, I started to show my insecurities. Mm. I thought my partner would leave me when I was pregnant with our son. Again, boom, I was going back to my childhood stories. And remember, I told you that I grew up in a loving home. Mm. So I had a loving partner who sat down with me and said, you need to heal. You need to go back to these stories. And indeed, I went to a psychologist Mm, mm, mm. and he helped me unpack my stories. It's a process and it needs acceptance. It needs us to say this happened to me. And also with all what has come up with the studies now understanding childhood trauma, I have quit saying what's wrong with you. Mm. Say now what happened to you because it was not your fault. Mm. We need to acknowledge and accept these wounds happened to us and Mm -hmm. move forward in order to heal Mm -hmm. and seek and seek help. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, we need, we need to stop being stubborn about how we are feeling. Um, We need need to stop being robots. We need to stop bottling and bottling and bottling and then busting, like, like busting our pain on people who did not cause it. And, um, it, it it like you are saying we need to acknowledge the pain we need to acknowledge the trauma we need to revisit the the, the kid and uh with that being said i would also say that um it, it can be hard you know it can be hard because uh giving giving up is more painful than holding on I mean, holding yes. on is more painful oh, than giving God. up. So we are holding yes. on to the pain because we know that when we give up the pain, it, 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 it like it disrupts our sense of identity because this is, how we, yeah, this is how we identify ourselves with. I didn't grow up with other father. I abused, I was abused, I was, I was. So we also need to let go of the trauma that came with the pain. So um, what, 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 what can you say about that? Just a second. Awesome. Like I said, acknowledging that it happened Mm -hmm. and it was not your fault. And also acknowledging the relationships you have, because Mm -hmm. like I said in the beginning, all of us, we need love. We need acceptance and being understood. So relationships with our children, with our friends, with our colleagues, I think it's something that is important, actually, Mm -hmm. because studies show repeatedly that happiness is the key to long life. Yeah. And happiness is not about succeeding financially. Yes, money is part of being comfortable and doing things mm. you need to do, but it does not. There's lots of millionaires that commit suicide. Mm. Mac. So the key thing is, is acknowledging. Mm. Honestly, we do have programs to heal. And also we do need us. These things happen to us. 
to go back to those little boys, those little girls that are crying, that are eager, that want to heal. Mm. Mm-hmm. So now talking about uh, 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 the, the programs, uh, I know that there's actually a solution. So the solution is not far from our reach. Uh, you have an online course, you have two health talks. Uh, tell us about those uh, projects and how they help us, how they work and how we can affiliate to them. Thank you so much, Mac. Yes, I created actually when COVID-19 <clears throat> sorry, hit mm-hmm. last year. I created my focus just, I decided to focus on men and boys yeah. because I was looking at global sets. There was global sets of suicide, gender-based violence, more depression. And actually I must say, I'm proud of my male patients that came forward because mm-hmm. they were accepting that they were abusing drugs. They were drinking a lot more because people were stuck at home, not doing anything, not going out as they used to. So I created this online course titled Men Get Depressed Too, because sometimes we tend to externalize these things, thinking it's only women, it's only white thing, most especially us black people. Mm. You know, people need to realize the trauma that comes with fatherlessness could also lead to depression, like we said, anxiety, PTSD, if there was so much exposure to such traumatic events. Mm. So... I created this course for men to go back to their childhood stories. Mm. And it's not only for men, because like I said, we all get hurt at some point in our lives. So I created a course. It's available on my website. And I'm not sure if you want me to mention the website or the easy way to access it. Actually, it's it's through my LinkedIn. Sorry, it's through actually my LinkedIn or even on my Instagram, my Facebook page, my YouTube, it's Dr. M Health Corner. I have a link there, link tree link, you go straight to the course. Mm. Uh, So basically that's what I created for people to go back to those stories and also tools to help us as we heal. And of course it's a journey. Mm. It's important for people to think that it's not only one time experience, but it's just getting you, it's opening, Mm. opening that journey for you to start your healing process. And of course, you mentioned my health talk shows today. Actually, I have my show. Uh, I run my weekly talk shows. One, it's a general one, a health talk show where I bring my colleagues, people from all walks of life, from US, from Canada, from South Africa, from Europe. Like today, I'm interviewing a psychiatrist in the UK. So we talk about everything, medical, mental, intellectual health. You know me, you follow me on LinkedIn. We are connected. So yes. I, I, I stream live to LinkedIn, to my Facebook page and YouTube, Dr. M Health Corner. Uh, that's where I'm available. And of course, I'd love to have also men in your community yeah. to join yeah. my men's health talk show. It runs on Sundays. I run it for an hour to 15 minutes, one hour to one hour, 15 minutes, mm-hmm. where I sit down with a group of global community of men where we talk about also the same issues we found that men they sometimes are still scared to speak openly like women and it goes it goes back to all these narratives Mm. those are the narratives i'm trying to debunk mac that men feel the same way as us women boys feel the same way so that community is for men to open up it's been a wonderful community of men that show their vulnerability because they want to heal they also want to uh, to express how they feel and also to also unlearn 
Yeah. You know, we also have learned patterns. They are unlearning patterns they were exposed to in childhood. It's going amazingly well. Yes. Wow. And of course, my email address, you can always forward my email address to your community. Yes, I'd love For that. people to find out more about it. Mm. And, and I'm actually glad that uh, you created these platforms because if you don't create them, who will create them? And how will exactly. we find our solutions? And, um, you know, this topic is a very, like, it's a broad topic. It's a very, like, lengthy and it has a lot of weight. And we can't, you can't break it down, you know, in one day. Hopefully, um, <laughs> there's going to be another episode uh, where, you know, we, we, we still carry on on this topic. Uh, but before that day comes, uh, how can we learn about you? Where can we contact you? And what are your future plans? Actually, I'm working closely right now with schools, like I said, and I am working closely with uh, other organizations to also infiltrate the space of correctional services, the juvenile centers. Like I said, my focus mostly is men's health and of course, boy children, because mm. I feel also such people need a chance, need someone who's going to give them hope. Yeah. More than anything, we need hope and also people who are leaders out there who are ready to teach us to learn new coping skills. So my future plans really is to, when I come back home, I have connections also like yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, I know that in South Africa, you talk of men's conference. There's mm -hmm. going to be a real men's conference. Actually, right now mm -hmm. I have uh, a webinar coming up here on the 28th mm -hmm. of, uh, of, of February. Yeah. where we're going to discuss in-depth depression in men. Mm. And of course, there's also other bigger plans uh, with other stakeholders. We are planning a big conference mm. at a bigger level. Fortunately, there's webinars now. Yeah. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. I'll keep you posted. Uh, so yeah, it's exciting. I'm excited about the changes. I'm seeing in the men around me with the programs I, I'm rendering out there and of course with the teachings and the health talk shows. So yeah, I'm available on the social media space, Dr. M Health Corner on Instagram, on LinkedIn. I have a page there or you, people can look me up as Dr. Unati Makiwane or my YouTube, Dr. M Health Corner talk show and of course my page Facebook. Thank you. Thank you so much, Doctor, for being our guest today. Thank you. Thank you so much, Meg. I enjoyed your time here with me. <laughs> Thank you.